Welcome to another episode of A Dose of Reality. It is Kid Iso here with my special host, Mr. Blake Still. How you doing? How y'all doing? How are you doing? Appreciate oh, you know, it. I'm good, love, good, good, good. Always, always. Oh, okay, okay. There we go. You want a round of applause? <laughs> yeah, let's hit the round of applause. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. on the podcast. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? You're no, we got a special guest here today. Lame. <laughs> Such a fucking lame. Anyway, go we ahead. Got a, we got a special guest here today. He is a comedian. Absolutely. He also works with disabled kids. You're a teacher, right? Yes, I do. He is I a teacher. A, he is a teacher. a teacher. My main man, Emilio Lopez. Let's get a round of applause hello, for him. Hello, hey, yeah, applause, woo, applause. Woo, woo. Yeah, might as well keep it going for Kid Eyes over oh, opening okay, up the show. Okay, yeah, okay. For everybody, I got it. I got it. I got it. The, the, the well, claps that I did me. for, oh, of course, um, man. Thank you for coming, bro. Of course, the claps that I did for Mister for Mister Lopez were real. I, I did not. I wasn't genuine with the claps. I, did for <laughs> so I just want to uh, put that out there. <laughs> we got fucking jokes. <laughs> Leave it to the comedians, man. Come oh, on, now. come on now. Come ooh, on now. okay, shots. Okay. <laughs> But all right, man, let's, uh, let's kick it off, man. Let's kick Absolutely. it off. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, bro. Well, you know, uh, yeah, my name is Millie Lopez, a comedian in Lake County. You know, just doing my thing, telling jokes, working my nine to five. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it is. I mean, yeah, You're, comedy. You want to get... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that comedy's like it's stand-up comedy, especially. It's like one of the most well lo, least respected arts out there. So just like you know, especially when you're not in it like over ten years, I kind of you know I kind of keep it a little too. Other than when it's promoting shows on Facebook and all right. that stuff, yeah. I got you. Right. I got you. But I love talking about it because you know I love it. You know, it's in my heart. You know, comedy's one of it's something. Hey, you do a great job, man. I've Absolutely. seen a oh, lot of your performances. You've seen me bomb a lot, too, so I mean that a lot. I mean, I'll... you've refined a lot, though, to a T. Like, literally, and I know you know this, because you could sit here and be modest all day, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, what, we started off at Terminus, and now you're yeah. over, I mean, well, the ones that I've seen you over at the Hidden Pearl, I know you have other shows going on. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, dude. I mean, I, I haven't really necessarily seen you bomb. Oh. There was no bombing. <laughs> it's just the jokes had to be refined. You shortened them a little bit. You true, cleaned true. them up. And then, dude, you're hitting laughs every single time. That's the art of it, I guess. It know? is. I appreciate it, it. No, of course, man. Thanks to you guys. Even Kid Iso. That's why I met Kid Iso. It was like, Absolutely. you guys come into an open mic in the first place is always like well appreciated. Because like, with open mics, it's like, all right, we got... Nine comics. All right, great. Now I was just gonna try and make these nine assholes laugh. Who probably heard everything, and they're already, they're already thinking about them. So it's just like having, like, just your dad, especially too. He was really cool, and especially you, kid. I so like just any like crowd in there is great. You know, absolutely. And it's like I laugh at damn near everything because um, you know, I'm not a comic, so shit just makes me makes me laugh like a lot easier. It's a lot easier to make a a fan or a person like me laugh. So it's like um, it's funny because. I would laugh, like, when I came to the Open Max, I would laugh at, like, so much, and everybody else would not be laughing, and I'd feel like, like, a just, just, uh, like, a, a goofy, like, sitting there just crocking up, because it's funny, because, right. obviously, again, as a, as a fan, it does, it, it's a little easier to make a fan laugh than I feel like it is to make another comic really laugh at what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, not laughs good, not laughs are good as well, too, because, like, not laughs also tell you kind of switch things up as well. The laughs also are good too. You know, it's one of those. It's see, comedy's weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It's a learning experience. Well, and also learning. it depends on your. I feel like it depends on your audience because some one joke you can tell in front of some some people and they would 
die laughing and it'd be a hit and then you tell the same joke in front of a different right. crowd and then like it's like ah, it's not really that funny true you know what i mean like if you think in like the long term it's all of kind of well i i don't know shit about shit i always want to preface anything i say about comedy with i don't know shit about shit especially like only being three and a half years into it but it seems like if you build your fan base and then just kind of like like when dg money we're talking about the business stuff like yeah it's just like if you get that kind of like that following in a way it's like culty in a weird way those are the people who are really gonna and you just build that so yeah I appreciate your stuff definitely definitely well yeah i appreciate definitely being on here i see you guys really grinding with this it's like i like the back backdrop yeah thanks well, man fuck it's, yeah. it's new it's new it took uh it took a couple minutes to set up absolutely that's impressive today <laughs> today, <laughs> that's impressive. today you know we got all the bricks we put them together you know uh, right yeah there it is no there it is it. but um yeah man um you got into it a little bit, but uh, so is there somebody like in particular or like something that, you know, happened, you know, in the beginning that that influences you? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I always liked kind of like just the way people could like entertain with words in a way like any with like I love concerts like rap or like rock concert. Any is just the way you could really just get someone's attention and do your art that always kind of influenced me. Growing up, my sister kind of like put like stand up stuff, so I always thought like, oh wow, that's cool. Just watching like, like Ari Spears or just like even early Dane Cook. I mean, he's got a lot. Of, people Dane hate Cook. on him a lot, but like I growing up Fire. with that, that was like, oh wow, just seeing that where wow, you're gonna catch your attention like for sixty minutes, and then when you talk to regular people, like some people just suck at talking, and just so it's like, wow, just can think of that on the stage. But people who influence me, God, I don't even know. Ari Shafir, that's a big one. Greg Gerardo, Patrice O'Neill. And, uh, and then I fucking, if I had to pick it, Richard Pryor. Like, if I had to pick a Mount Rushmore or four guys, I would pick those guys as, like, people who influenced me. And then with my own life, I guess, I mean, I always was one who kind of liked, when you really look at any shitty situation or any situation, you always got to try to funny of it. So right. that has always been my, like, coping mechanism with, like, whatever. And it just, like, it could be entertaining with a way. And, you know. Better just laugh it off, not you know, take not get all too serious with things. Right. That's the way I look at things. I mean, dude, laughter is the best medicine. Sincerely. I mean that's, Right, they say. Yeah. No, I mean I, I mean, even like literally like they have um comedians like going to hospitals and stuff like that too. You know what I mean? Like for I mean, whatever the situation is right. for kids and stuff like that. That must just, be tough though. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Dude, but I mean like or twelve chemo people. It's right. just like it's just ah. Uh, right. If that, that joke room, doesn't hit it doesn't down. matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why would we go too dark for that room and they're just like Yeah. No. <laughs> Gotta keep it light. Gotta keep it light. Uh Kid Iso and I always uh always talk shit, man, because every time we go into like a convenience store or like anywhere, honestly, like everybody just has this resting bitch face, dude. Upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just so mad, like at the world. And like I'm always walking around and just like, dude, why is nobody smiling? Like, why is yeah. you know what I mean? It just Well, like to their defense, so I get that too. Because <laughs> like there's sometimes where you just wake up and it's just like you're pissed. Like I'm pissed every day, pretty much. It's like, you know, I just wanted, you know, there's some girls that we talk to where like I'm gonna get booked more, so it's like I get they're pissed off, pissed off. But the way I look at it is like way to mask that pissed offness, you know? That's just like everyone's pissed off. You're probably really pissed off. Kid Ice is probably really pissed Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Oh, I'm no mad way. about shit right now. It's I'm just happy like, as shit, man. The way it's, it just, well, I think being a good person is <laughs> yeah. just not letting your piss offness affect. Absolutely. Like, I'm not, Absolutely. my not being negative Nancy and they're affecting those people. That's, that's the way I see it too when I 
see like p- teachers at my work or like other people at work even like at walmart it's just like this person's pissed off right now and then if you're pissed off then that's just gonna ruin my day and make me pissed off it's just like i'm all about just being positive with the environment you know just why well, try to like shit on people in a way yeah, unless absolutely. it's for jawing in a way it's a playful jawing where you really just want to get at someone absolutely you like know. how i bully this guy right yeah absolutely he does he bullies me all day every day <laughs> it's not just on camera guys it's literally like a daily thing it's I true it's, it's me too definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely so i i have a question um how would you like i feel as though comedy has to be one of the hardest like professions hobbies whatever uh, somebody could go into just because it is hard to make people laugh so going into when you're working on your material or anything like could you go into that process of how you you kind of um create your your stand-up routine i kind of what i'm doing now is because this is actually what i'm doing like currently is i'm trying to build more of a narrative because mm-hmm. like I kind of just had jokes, just random witty ditty, but there's like no transition. And then it's just one of those things where you're just like, you know, these people are getting booked. What are they doing differently? And then like I see it's just kind of like building a narrative of really introducing yourselves and really putting in the jokes and really putting in like some good fluffer with it that kind of makes it sense. And even some of the times that good fluffer is really going to get a laugh of its own and really just mm-hmm. builds the punchline. So I'm really kind of just really, you know, just kind of building on the teaching thing, but also just also kind of like, displaying a character in a way so it's also kind of like a five percent influence with professional wrestling in a way absolutely i feel that yeah and i feel like in anything artistically you have to sell yourself so i definitely understand making that creating that character for yourself right um and then using that to tell your jokes because you know it that's such that to me it's just a hard thing to be able to do because like you can tell jokes you can say whatever but like nobody can somebody won't laugh right people won't laugh you know what i mean and it's just like to be able to go up there and like um continue doing that even when like you feel like you may have bombed here or whatever Mm. like that is that is very commendable because i know that that can't be easy to just like bounce back after what you feel like is a bad showing yeah like it's trial and error like even when we're going with like the career like even if i just find out like what this thing i'm currently working on is not there's just a bunch of error it's like oh okay back to the drawing board let's see what was the goodness out of that like it's all kind of like learning from your losses kind of like i'm always like learning like never stop learning is kind of like my big thing like always trying to get something new what's the like main thing especially with my focus with comedy is just like trying to learn what could i do to get better in a way so you just especially with like the fear of going up there. Like, I still get nervous. I mean, even when I first, first started out, I would, like, throw up beforehand. It was just, like, I would just eat nothing, barely anything all day because I was just broke in college. And then just there, and after $2 beers, it's just like, oh, okay, we're about to start. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, then I just, like, all right, cool. Now check my abs out, thinking, like, yeah, I probably just threw up, like, three pounds. That's super cool. Now I look good on stage because I'm crazy where it's, like, sometimes that just look good. So it's, like, all right, you got that factor boost. Boom, boom. Throwing up kind of made me feel good. Good enough where I'm still be able to get home safely, but good enough where I'm kind of quick on my head, my behind. It's just, it's it's weird. You know, kind of weird. Absolutely. I, I can say, though, that... um you definitely have never showed that that side of you, man. Because I mean, literally, when you go on stage, dude, 
you are probably one of the most competent people up there. No, I'm <laughs> serious. I the, the amount of times that I've seen you perform Appreciate and the amount it. of other people that are, are performing there as well. I mean, you can see that you stand out in in a crowd, dude, when it comes down to your like your confidence and you're refining and like you just said, you're learning because you're mm -hmm. constantly doing something just a little bit differently to see what works. Right. And, and that's that's the trial and error of um, of what you're doing. You know what I mean? And that's why you're getting booked now. That's why you're like semi-hosting. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Seriously, seriously. Mm -hmm. I know you're being modest, but I mean, you're doing a great job, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Like, this year was better than last year, but it's just like, it's just like, like with anything, it's just like, you know, you want more than like, so especially when you see, like, that's why with social media, it's so dangerous. You'll just see like, you'll see things that you want and it's very motivating, but it also could eat at you. But I'm just trying to find it as like motivating. It's like, okay, that's possible. That's pot, you know, that's I could do that. So just using that, like, so yeah. And then, especially with the stage presence, like, I'm really trying to get better with this. Like, that's something I kind of now I'm trying to focus more with the joke writing in a way, but like, stage presence was a thing I did try to like, did have a year of focusing on because when I did start, my thing was I'll look up, like, look at the lights, just look up. And then I remember when, like, after it was set, the next comedian went up there and he made it even made a joke about it. It was like the last comic was just always looking up. And then I even saw a picture of me during that time of like me telling jokes. And it's a picture of me hand in my pocket. I'm like looking up and it's just like, that's not even a good comedy picture. So after just seeing that, that just gives you like the slab. It's like, okay, you need to really make eye contact with people. And like eye contact scary though, you know, especially when you're up there and you're trying to tell a joke, like eye contact scary. Eye contact scary for a pretty girl now. I mean, you guys are... Very young gentleman who pulled up, pulled the girls, but damn. See, you know what I'm saying? So it's just one of oh, those don't where don't say just... that, man. You're a handsome man yourself. <laughs> you know that. You know that, I got to get a haircut. I was going to get a haircut. I got to do the next one. Hey, man. Uh, that's cool I'm look, rocking man. the hat, so you already know what's rocking the hat. That's cool. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but I thank you. I appreciate the notice of stage presence. Now no, my yeah. thing is trying to be with the joke writing, which is a whole new game. Like, I'm trying to read a book on it, but I suck at reading books. So, like, <laughs> it's been, like, a year and a half, and this book's going to solve all the answers to my problem. But it's just, like, it's so hard reading it, like, taking the time to, like, read. But it's, I'm halfway there. I'm going to hopefully get to it by end of summer. Absolutely. I like, uh, one thing I really like, like, because it, it goes hand in hand with your confidence on stage, man. You really go up there like, I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, seriously, like, it, like... Doesn't matter. And that's honestly, it's, it's, that's, I feel like your aura. Like when you go up there and like people are feeling that, like this guy is like really like speaking from the heart. It takes like away from the fact that some of it is scripted. Right. You know what I mean? And it really just like, I don't know if you like, you're meaning to come off like that, but I mean, I enjoy the fact that you come off like that Absolutely. because your jokes are fire, dude. Thanks, I mean, no, they are. They're like, like I said, they've been really refined and then, and, and a lot of them are, are similar than the ones that you've been doing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, that with that like that kind of like semi cocky attitude, it's like you know what you could take it or leave it. It doesn't matter, and that to me makes it more funny because right. like you're talking about, you have been making eye contact with the audience, you have mm. been doing all this other stuff, and and that's yeah, man. I mean, props off to you, dude. There was one that I remember last time I did see you. You brought up something because uh, you came to the Hidden Pearl, and you're yeah. like, "Hey, I liked how you were doing with the pause," and like that is also something I'm to work on as well. It's just like the pauses and just like letting things kind of sinking in, and like it's always harder than it sounds, but like being more in the moment. Yeah. Because especially when you're up there and it just like 
you just want things to just be like the rhythm where it's blah, 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 ha, ha, ha. but sometimes you really just gotta let things sink and it's just uncomfortable mm-hmm. but it's just that's what i'm also trying to like work on now is just the pauses and really just sitting in the uncomfortable just to lead it up to a bigger like pop right i i agree and it's like i noticed one thing that some comics do is like if they hit a joke that's like that people have thought was really really funny and they're all laughing they'll try to like continue and it's like no no no. you gotta let them laugh laugh get their laugh out and then like continue so we can hear the rest of the joke and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like that the the pauses i'm sure that that has to be difficult because you're just sitting there kind of like waiting till the right moment to like go on so i i mean like it's that again i have to commend you um for going up there and you know really perfecting that because one thousand percent i know that i could never do that (laughs) um and like i i feel like i'm you know capable of doing a lot of things but like that is something that's just like i respect all comics for sure because going up there and standing in front of those in front of that crowd and like trying to get them to laugh which is just one of those emotions that's just natural yeah you can fake laugh but when you get a real laugh you know what that sounds like so that that is to be commended and um you know i think i actually heard you thank you thank you i think i actually heard you say last time i was there you're like because you said dude you said a bomb joke i mean i mean i don't mean you bombed it i mean like (laughs) dude it was it was super fire and it was very like how do i put it it was you really had to think on it you know what i mean for a second i forgot exactly what it was but you sat there and you're like yeah yeah, let that sink in. And then everybody started <laughs> laughing, dude. I mean, it was awesome, man. Right, appreciate of it. Course, it man. Appreciate Absolutely. It. I mean, don't you rap, kid, I saw? Yes, yes. See, yes. I saw, yeah, I saw what you mean. I commend music because, like, the way I look at it, joke telling, you kind of just get your things. You have to, like, you write it, it's in your mind. Boom, music, you got to be the There's so much to it. That's why I love music in general where there's a lot, like. I mean, it, I'm gonna, this is going to sound cocky, but music is not really that hard. For me like at least making it i guess the the part the hard part is more just the marketing in it and like um maybe some people struggle with the performance for me i, nec- I necessarily don't struggle with that because that's something that like i like to do right. um but again like with music it's like i can always like i got a beat so like if i can have enough energy on stage I kind of don't even need to remember my my lyrics like that. Because if I'm teeing so. people up, I can just, the, the energy and the beat is going to help more than that. Right. Well, that's why I say it's just the comedy shit is harder just because, like, you get up there and they, they, they're like, all right, it's your turn. Go make these people laugh yeah, for however yeah. long you got. And it's like, fuck. What if they don't think my my shit is funny? Yeah. You know, you just gotta go with the energy in the room. Absolutely. How like they're like how the last comic do was like, absolutely like yeah, like doing the whole like cry. Like I'm also trying to do that more, just like really checking out the room before I go up. Other than just really going over my notes or something like that, but really just people watching to an extent. I love people watching. That's something I love to do. Absolutely, is that eavesdropping in public? <laughs> so I, I drink some coffee and I hear a good conversation. I'm gonna listen, com- listen to that conversation. <laughs> No, is that is that a strategy uh, that you use though, in the sense of like placing yourself, um, like when you're gonna go next? Because if there is, you know, nine, ten comics in the room, half of them are gonna be uh, better than adequate. Some of them are gonna be amazing, and then right. some of them are gonna be, you know. 
I am starters. You know, there is, I like to always like, especially with a list. I always like to get nine or ten. I want to start getting one or two more, like just so I get used to that, like being a quick. And especially for the shows, I get like put on. It's like I'm always like the first guy. <laughs> like, I'm always like the one who's gonna get like here well, ten minutes off top. So JT it's just, gets like, you on quick though. Definitely. Yeah, but like, so it's just one of those things where just I gotta like. We got to be used to being, like, the first one who really, like, goes. And especially with hosting shows, because we host, like, I'm starting to host shows with my friend. And then that's one of those, like, when you host, you got to really be, like, the one who, like, here's the rules. Everyone be quiet. And here are some jokes. So laugh. So just, like, listen to these rules and now laugh at these jokes. This is the, how we're supposed to act. So that's uh, also what I'm starting to But I like to get that 10. I mean, too late could be sometimes when people. But it all depends on each crowd. Right. Like, you never want to get, well. In the middle, I like middle, like tennis, just so like the people could like see like oh comedy's happening, and then they're second. warmed up. They're yeah, warmed my up. opinion on that could change in like a year, you know, where Definitely. I'd be like, you know, I hated ten, you know, one's actually the cool spot, being the first one up at open mic, that just is awesome. So right. who knows? So I, I have a question, right? So mm-hmm. as a musician, like I cannot listen to music and enjoy it as a fan right right so like i'll listen to music and i the the first thing i do is criticize oh he should have went here he should have did that he missed this note whatever the beat doesn't sound right there's the snares off something like that so are you able to like watch stand up and like really enjoy it or is are you watching it and just critiquing the shit out of it it really depends on who it is i mean if it's gonna be like dave chappelle's netflix and it's like okay we're gonna see how it is but if it's just like if it's just like any other, like you, you would just see me like, oh, okay, maybe I would, like I would follow. I've done that do like differently this right. way or just like so. It comes with a level of critique, but it also comes like then if it comes with like Brendan Shop, like the one like the UFC fighter, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah. know, like he believes it's special. Like every a lot of all the comics are critiquing the hell out. Of it. Even that, like I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch it to critique the fuck out of it. Like right. just one of those. So like someone like him, yeah, but like if it's someone like really really good or just like if anything you know right i understand that i definitely understand that because i feel like i'd be that way with with drake (laughs) i can listen to drake and be a fan i can't really listen to many other people and be a fan and like sit there as a fan and sit there and like wow this music is good it's always like you know, you went too fast. The snare just seems off. Your bass is not hitting the way it's supposed to. And it's like, even with like mainstream people. So I definitely understand that. Like that critiquing thing is like, sometimes takes away from being able to just enjoy stuff. You yeah. Know? Because we got into, like, I got into music because I enjoyed it. You got into comedy because you enjoyed yeah. watching it. And now it's like, you don't even get that, almost that satisfaction anymore of like just enjoying it as a fan. Right. Like, especially before I started, like, I know what you mean. Like, it's to a content where like, you want to, because you don't want to come off as that guy who like, right. oh, you're he's Because, yeah. yeah. Because you're, you're learning stuff. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure, still a big yeah. fan. But it's just one of those words. It's like, before I started doing it, I was way more known of what's going on like who has their special and just more like watch like now that it's like now that you're doing it just you really don't have the time like i've catch myself watching old like night at the improv from the 80s or just seeing that or just watching that old school just to see like oh wow look at that like or just more like these other names in there or like local names who are really really big but they're just were just stuck locally for some reason so i have another question right so obviously in this world we live in people are extremely sensitive now right so like how has that affected you as a comic because i'm sure 
maybe the type of jokes that you might have that used to be cool right. are just not cool anymore. You can't necessarily say that. So that has has that made your your job harder? You feel? I feel like it all depends on like everyone kind of knows. I guess if you kind of know, you know what's crossing the line and what's not. And then there is a point if you're gonna walk that fine line. You got to have good writing. You know, you got to have good, good writing to make it work. Absolutely. I'm not at that level to really be at there. I mean, there's some times where you kind of just tiptoe with it and just maybe if the crowd's with it and they know you're cool, but just like at a show, it just, well, you know, like anything. It's, it's better to play it safe. Yeah, it's always better to play it safe, but still okay. kind of have fun with it. But right, just, right, you right. just always because like, you got to kind of be aware and like with com it's with common sense, I guess, like. Plays in a role, plays a factor with that. Scoping the crowd too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I see that. I see that. I want to uh, go back a little bit. Obviously, you uh, you mentioned, and I mentioned in the beginning, your um, your day job. You want to talk about it a little bit? Oh yes, I work as an educator for the United States of America, and um, Sarah Pelosi. Oh, nice. I think that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> She's my boss. <laughs> She's technically the big big lady. She's like my Joe Biden. Really, really. Yes. How does that How does that work for you? It's cool. Like the way I look at it is just like from it gives me points for it gives me a job to do from nine. It gives me my summers off, and it's a job that like I could like write jokes or I have time to read my book on how to write a joke. So it, that's kind of cool, and it's stuff that like it's simple. It's like being a teacher, and especially I work with young kids, so it's just like you know, just that's also common sense. You gotta know. Like, what's good? Obviously, don't be weird. Obviously, don't be... And just follow whatever the rule is. It's kind of like reading the work environment. And it's also kind of rewarding. So if I feel like I'm a piece of shit on the stage, it's like, you know, I spend a lot of my day dealing with your kid's bullshit, and I'm not even <laughs> being paid a lot for it. Like, this is like, uh That and cops. Those are two jobs that need to get paid more. Because any teaching job I worked with, there's always been amazing, wonderful people who are just like, wow, you should really get paid more. Like, it's like you, they all Absolutely. put teaching way up there. And I put comedy, for me, comedy is like up there. And the teaching is like right down there. Right. They put teaching up there with whatever they got to do. And it's like, wow, those people really should get paid more. Like, Absolutely. I would leave my teaching job for a second if SNL called. Those people would at least <laughs> consider. So it's just like, right. damn. I, that's what, um, when I first went to college, um, I went for to, to be a teacher and stuff. But then I saw what they were going to make. And I was like... I'm gonna get go to four years of college and get in debt, and uh, I don't know. But yeah. that I really commend anybody who's a teacher because, like, that has like you have such an impact on the the next generation. Right. You know what I mean? And just having that that impact and being a good person and and helping to to educate the next generation, like. You should get paid a lot more than what you what, what teachers get paid, and especially because like you're really like you have the hands of the future, and you have the um the future in your hands basically. Right, and then I also use Uncle Sam loopholes though to pay for that. For one, being brown that helps. Absolutely. And then I I teach special ed, so I did this thing where they kind of covered majority of the tuition if I just got to teach just like in a like a, a poor like school with like a poor district so Absolutely. that kind of works out as well and then with special ed too that's kind of like that's one where it's like it's it's you're the way i look is you're trying to influence kid who's kids who probably don't hate school like who are like i'm trying to like 
not give them a bad taste on school. Like, hey, Absolutely. like school could be fun, learning could be cool. We kind of just kind of go with it. Everyone's with it, but I promise it's gonna pay off. Like, I'm at least gonna try to help you make this day. Like, just at least try, and I'll say you're doing good, and everything's gonna move on. That one joke that you said on stage, bro, killed me. Oh. Where you were like, "Can I? Can I say it? Sure, you want to say sure. it? You were like, uh, "You were like, yeah, man," because obviously you work uh, in a special ed school, and you were like. I swear, sometimes these kids just look up at me and they're like, this is one of us that made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you killed me with that joke. That was that was like a very, uh, like that's what you were talking about, yeah. you know what I mean? Swerving with the lines, man. And you worded that so perfectly where Thank it wasn't you. disrespectful, but at the same time, you were kind of shitting on yourself a little bit. So right. it's like people really couldn't get I mad. had the fluff with it. Yeah. Being like They look at my hungover face and see that I can't also make differentiate the signs of I and E. And they're like, wow. <laughs> That's one of the, and then I also think I say something where like majority of my students are brown and black, and so like it's kind of that adds to the respect and report. Yeah, see, there's a whole narrative thing. I'm trying to work with my tight like five and ten. Let's see. Right, I get it. I get right. it. I get it. <laughs> well, uh, let's take a little break, and um, we'll be right back with the dose of reality. Woo, woo. Catch me dancing like a Michael Myers. All right, man. Just to uh, get back into it. Got a thinker now. Got a thinker, all right? Comprehension question. Comprehension. Not about the I's and the E's, but... Who, what, where, why? Yes, yes. Well, you could add all of those. That would would help. So if you could turn back in time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Mm, That's a good question. I would probably be telling myself, like, hmm... I don't know. I mean, it's like, those decisions probably led to me where I am right now. But I guess maybe just, like, if I would have been like, hey, don't stress out over things you can't control. That would probably be the best one. It's just probably sit down. Like, that would be it. Just to, like, really just, just to, like, get that through. Like, hey, things are, there's going to be things that you can't control that are going to stress you out. Just, just don't, don't stress out about it. Don't get all upset about it because that's going to really probably block your creative and block just your whole mental and just your happiness. So don't focus on the little things. Essentially. 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 <laughs> yeah. Essentially. So I have a question. Yes. Um, can you talk about the first time you were ever on stage? Like the first time you ever did yes. comedy on stage? Um, that was at the Jukebox Comedy Club in Peoria. I was 23. The comedy was always an idea. I flunked out of this one important class, so I had a I had a semester where I was just taking just this class, and I had so much time, and it was just like it was just a down where it was just like I needed something to do. I was thinking about dropping out, but then I was like, "There's comedy clubs here. Comedy has always been a thing. I gotta do it now. I at least gotta get." It. And then I would just I first went because they had a competition, so I watched around the competition, and then the week after they had an open mic on Wednesday, and I showed up, and I remember I was there, and then. I was with, with talking with this dude. I remember this dude who was kind of like, he was like, I told him it was my first time. And he was like, you should just get in your car and go back home. <laughs> then, he said it in a joking Damn. way, but it was just one of those where it was just like, I was like, ha, 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 ha chill. But it was, just, it was just one of those things where, you know, that's comedy. And then I remember I went there. I don't know if I got, I must have got some subtle trying laughs. I didn't want it to make it a scene where it's like, it's my first time. Yeah. It was just some subtle tie. And then I then I was smoking cigarettes at the time. Mostly just through, like, just so I could socialize and not really could, like, 
because I don't smoke cigarettes now, I jewel pods, but so I remember I was I ended up developing a relationship with the host and the regular comics there and then that was just my go to spot ever since then, every Wednesday. And then I started going to Champaign, Illinois for the blind pig on their open mic on Monday and the Clark Bar for their open mic on Thursday from the Tuttle Brothers. And that was just the and sometimes Mason City would have something on Friday. But yeah, I was going to college at Illinois State University and I it was just something I needed to do too. And at that time, all my friends kind of graduated, and it was just I was thinking about joining a frat, but I was just like, no, nah, I need to just do something. So I didn't like, you know, at least with comedy, that would at least, and it was paid off. Like that was just the, it really just was awesome. Just kind show. of that whole environment and just being there, and especially at the club as old as the Jukebox Comedy Club, they are statistically one of Illinois' oldest comedy clubs. But they get like good headliners and stuff, and just like watching like. Just the interaction. Like, luckily, I'm so thankful to that club because they're at least nice enough to at least accept me to kind of just be there in a way to just chill and just feel comfortable at the open mic. Because there is also a lot of weirdos who go, like, you see at the open mic scene. But luckily, they didn't see me that much of a weirdo. They saw me as just some new guy trying. And so I'm thankful to them for 100%. But that's kind of like how it kind of started. My first time was in a Central Illinois comedy club. Awesome. So, um, I've heard college come up a lot mm-hmm. and you're, you're talking about like your early days and stuff. So can you talk about your college days, how that kind of put uh, um, an emphasis on how you move forward in your life after? Well, me and me and school never had a good eye to eye relationship. Mm. So uh, when I first started college, I went to a community college in my area and that was just pretty much just to be a scumbag for the next three years and try to figure things out. Right. Like I did good one year, but then I somehow flunked the second year. I just felt like, Wow, that was easy. I'm just going to not go, but then try to go at the end. So, like, I tried that the first semester. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do that again the next semester, but maybe right. do something, but it didn't work again. So then once I didn't, after I figured out I want to do teaching and all that, so the third, I just got through all that stuff, and I had to go to ISU. But then I had to do four years of ISU because it was like, hey, you finished high school, an idiot. So now you got to, like, retake the ACT. So I had to go to, like, some central Illinois high school and some grown-ass guy who smelled like weed and retake the ACT in some <laughs> high schooler's class. And I remember I forgot my calculator, and it was just awkward, so I had to do it again for the math part. Ugh, it was just – it was – but, yeah, so I one year of ISU went to, like, making up for all that shenanigans. But right. there was a lot – at least with being in ISU and – normal illinois it was only 50 minutes from peoria okay so that was at least like every wednesday was the open mic there right. and then the weekends was sometimes just go chill there and watch like the show because joe rhetoric was like hey you know just come by you're here you can watch the shows for free and like cool and just just watching that was just always an experience as well that's what's up yeah i mean like um college was funny because i had like a experience that like i feel like changed my life for whatever and i feel like if i didn't go through that college time even though like i didn't finish and i didn't really go to class that much uh but if i didn't go through that i wouldn't have met the people that have got me to the point where i am now i wouldn't have developed as an artist developed as a person so i feel like that college experience can be like so beneficial for everybody just because it feels like it just determines kind of where you want to go with your life yeah you know it gives you that opportunity to like figure out hey okay am i going to go this way am i going to go that way or whatever it just happened like jukebox comedy club was only like 40 minutes from like my college so right just like that really helped me figure it out and then like that was just its own 
comedy environment have its own where sometimes I find it even hardest to like replicate it. And it was just like, it was just a perfect, like, it was just a perfect intro to everything and like etiquette and like how to act. What's it, it was, I, and it was just through college was that experience. I don't know if like, if I didn't go to IAC or if I went somewhere else, if I would have that, if I would have started somewhere, somewhere else. So um, luckily I'm happy. I started there and kind of learned what I did like from there and like through that environment absolutely that's what's up so especially starting off man um what are like some of the main strategies you use for memorizing like your monologues we're always writing that's the thing it's hard easier said than done i mean there's sometimes where i had an idea in my mind where it's just like oh that's my work and then i like kind of like lay it out in my mind and then if i say it like when i get to the mic and it somehow works, and I just, it's always nice, and I even learned this at school, when you write it, supposedly that's like a mental thing where your brain kind of helps remember it, but then again, like, I don't know, but like, at least writing things, but I need to write more, but like, writing's super beneficial, of really just writing it, and then just playing it from there. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. I, for some reason, hate writing. It's tough. It's not the fact that I can't. I can't write personally. I mean, because I mean, you you were there for my my debut over at uh, the Moose Lodge. Yeah, I know you remember it because you hosted that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Though those jokes, literally, it was obviously all my off my phone. I was reading it off my phone, and um, yeah. I mean, see that works though too. Some people just go with like the same, like just through the phone and like. So, like, that could just be your style in a way. But, like, whatever kind of just helps that bridge that mental, like, connection right. to really, like, get it seared in your brain somehow. Since uh, since I brought that up, I, I didn't even think I was going to bring that up, but it kind of went went through it. I don't want to take the spotlight off. But honestly, bro, like, what's your honest opinion about how how that went? For I mean, you know what I mean? For, for my debut. I think it went good. You got laughs. I know. I know. But a lot of, the, you know, a lot of those people were in there consistently. I feel like I got hyped up a little bit. It could have, you could have not got laughs. That's true. There's been That's multiple true. scenarios throughout this world where that, that all oh, that setup happens, but then you could have just not. But you got good laughs. I was even looking through my old pictures. I found you didn't, you were not. I just noticed you don't got Facebook, so no, like, I yeah, I wasn't able to send that to you. But I'll send them to you. Okay. Like early day, but I got pictures from that event. But oh, I remember nice. that. That was one of our good because our old open mic now is just. We don't have the good numbers anymore, so it's just like that was during one of its high phase, I guess, where it was just like we had good numbers, even some crowd, and then like comics came. It was like that was a good one. I remember that. So you got last, and it was a good one, good environment at that one too. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I have a question, and this is gonna be an easy question or whatever. But how annoying is it when you tell somebody that you're a comic and they say tell a fucking joke? A lot. <laughs> I know that has to be because I like I get that like a little bit where like oh I I make music I sing or whatever and they'd be like oh sing some shit for me. Fuck you! I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, sing exactly. for you. It's like you want me to like it's like the joke one. It's like I bet there's so many ways, but like I remember this happened recently. I think it was like four months ago. 
it was i was at a bar and like local and i was, met two friends we were talking with and then we like we did a smooth transition to these girls tables like i was like hey, you know am i if i sit here we was, and then like she's like oh i kind of recognize you blah 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 and that kind of started a conversation and then when her friends came in there she's like oh and like her she even introduced like oh you know it's, he like puts on shows he's a comedian it's like oh you're a comedian tell a joke and then like i didn't think of anything so i looked at my friend's sweatshirt i was like you want to hear a joke this sweatshirt and it bombed <laughs> no one really laughed right. you know, the bond like the chick who kind of was with there kind of smirked just gonna be like <laughs> i don't know if she's probably laughing at that whole situation but it was not a good night that night but it was kind of it was a cool night but yeah yeah so do you have to like so follow-up like should you have like in that situation, is it better to just be like, you know, fuck you? Or is it better to just, like, kind of try to come up with something on the spot? I think, like, there's so much factors. I mean, it depends how you write. If you could think of something, like, quick, like, that's, like, six line, like six words, then something like that. But that's hard. Right. <laughs> so it's just, like, that's like, it's like are you really going to listen for, like, a three-minute when you're, like, not in an environment? Maybe I don't know, but this is coming from three and a half years in me. I bet maybe fifteen years from now in a situation where anyone wants me to tell them a joke, I'll be like, boop. Right. Look at that. Like, boom. So I don't know. I bet like like anything over time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm not singing for nobody fucking over time right now. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not I'm not about to belt out in goddamn song for you. You sound stupid. What the fuck? You know how many people have walked up to me and been like Hey, I'll be like, we'll be in whatever party, whatever, and I'll be like, oh yeah, you sing, you should sing some shit. <laughs> no, fuck like you. it's karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fuck you, fuck I look like. What you want me to just <laughs> think of something off the top of my head and sing for you? You sound drunk. <laughs> you sound drunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I mean, obviously you've uh, you've mentioned a couple times that you've been really traveling, you know, everywhere in Illinois to go to your. Um, your stand-ups, man. I mean, how 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 time-consuming is that? I mean, you've you've pretty much been. It seems like almost everywhere in Illinois for these comedy it clubs. Cuts, uh, it, I understand why. Like, it does take a lot of your life, especially like, like with teaching. Like, I end up finishing up my day at like four. So the way it's just like, I usually have to leave by like six or seven, and it's usually an hour drive. I want to start going to Madison every summer, and, and that's like two-hour drive. To like get there, if I want to go to Peoria, that would be like two and a half. But I haven't been there forever. But yeah, a lot of you, that's something you got consideration. We're just like a minimum, like it's gonna be an hour drive for five minutes on a mic. <laughs> when you look at it like that, it just like people explaining that to like normal people are like what? But it's just like it's worth it in a way, you know. So oh, definitely just... worth it. You get your your face out there, your voice right. out there, your See, jokes yeah. out there. Absolutely, because um, I mean. As a musician, um, going up, you know, there's a lot of open mics in the city, and you gotta go f super far to go get go there. And you may record perform one song, maybe two if they're nice, right. and that's it, you know. And it's just like, but you but you got to be out there. You have to put yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. So like traveling is a big part of it. Like you know, even with music, a lot of it's travel. You just gotta be like, you gotta know it's with like. And it's, I, that's why I love summer. Summer's great because, like, especially in the city, you could hit the Lincoln Lodge. You have, like, four mics on Monday. So it's just, like, I could hit two there, and then maybe I want to go to another one that's at maybe around nine, and then there's a late one at 12 that's probably at the Lincoln Lodge or somewhere else. So it's just, like, there's so much stuff, like, 
I don't know, can't wait. I'm looking forward to summer and tra more traveling. I want to travel the whole world. My goal is to tell a joke in every state. Absolutely. Maybe even in countries, too. That's Probably, fire. It's hard, but we'll see what happens. Not not Ukraine, though, right? Uh, maybe I want to go Saudi Arabia and tell a joke. Hey. It's hot down there. Chechnya, Over tell there. a joke to that dude with the beard who is very mean. That guy, too. Make him smile. Absolutely. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to try and make him smile. Hey, hey. That's uh, what I mean. The oldest, uh, the oldest comic is the jesters back in the day. People forget well, that, you know. Yeah, I mean? they were the they only was, ones that made fun of the king. They, <laughs> they was, they was performing for their lives, though. Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a performance for a little money or whatever. They was like, "Yo, you don't make me laugh. It's over for you, cuz." Yeah, absolutely. That's your head. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, you you mentioned. Uh, you know what you know in, in you know maybe 15 years from now you'll be able to throw you know a little one-liner at somebody where do you envision yourself uh in five years hopefully either in new york texas or la that would be ideal that's that would be the most ideal situation so one of those three cities i would like new york but we'll see we'll, we'll just see what how life plays itself out what are your uh what's your thought process about like behind all three of those because i mean la is not not the best place to be living right now maybe traveling to for work for sure but. they always been like a comedy hotspot. like okay. it's just like well they just i don't know like they just with the comedy store and just like the also opportunities of just like the big names working their stuff out there and i guess the exposure so Absolutely. la always just has its thing and then new york of course they're another scene where just they have their thing and then chicago too it's like I guess they like they, but it wasn't like the, it'd be nice to like with professional wrestling. I also look at professional wrestling logic from like the seventies and eighties. It's like they once said like it's easier to like make your name somewhere else than come back to your hometown because you know your hometown is gonna remember how, their hometown is gonna remember how bad you were. So yeah. it's just like maybe going somewhere else and then just coming back and that'd be kind of cool. So only five years with those three, and then Texas seems like it's an up and up state. So we'll see though. Yeah. No, he. He shits on LA every chance he gets. So don't, don't. I don't think there's anything like <laughs> wrong with LA. It's no, just California he shits itself. On LA every I mean, you've seen, you've seen the. I mean, the taxes out there. You've also seen, you know, the inflation prices for gas. I mean, I mean, with all that. I mean, and then they're the earthquakes. Yeah, er, earthquakes, and, and and not only that, but I mean, they are like one of the highest ranking state for homeless people. I mean, you can't even go into some hey, parts. Hey, I'm gonna LA. be honest with you. I want to get lost in LA too, so hey, I I feel that, <laughs> I feel the the LA uh the LA vibes, you know, get a nice little little house out there, you know. It's a vibe. Oh my it, goodness, it's a vibe. I'm oh. not allowed to say that apparently. <laughs> uh, don't yeah, not you're not allowed to say it's a vibe when we're driving and I'm in the passenger seat and you look over like, is this a vibe? Bro, <laughs> it was no. a vibe, bro. Dude, it, it was. It, I, I was checking. I was just checking. Bro, relax, bro. I love that statement you made, though. It, you know, while I looked over driving at you in the passenger seat. So. Yeah, bro. Remember who's driving, bro. Yeah, I'm bro. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. Dude, so. you better <laughs> never say, you never better ask me if it's a fucking vibe or you're driving somewhere. Yeah, you bro. look over to me like I'm some shorty or some shit. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Can't say anything. Everybody's a critic nowadays. Oh, one thousand percent. You had something else you want to just? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. You have something? Go ahead. Let's uh, 
let's you know take it off track just a little bit. What do you uh, what do you think about cryptocurrency NFTs? I wish I would have gotten into it sooner. If I would have gotten, into- I didn't get into it, but like I do get jealous seeing like some good stuff where it looks like it's booming. Like it looks like a lot of big names. Like there's this dude named Ben Askren who's. So oh, I've been asking the, the UFC fight. Yeah, he used he, to be he's in a cryptocurrency, and he Absolutely. seems like he's very smart. So it's just like Ben Askren's doing, I think. But Ben Askren got lost to Jake Paul money. Well, so I, he has money to burn. Yeah. I mean, so and also, like, Ben Askren was getting his ass knocked out. So maybe, I don't know, he was getting slept by people. Right, so that last I don't really, know yeah. if I want to be just following him behind that, man. But I feel that you. That is a good truth. Like, that judgment <laughs> might is, be very good. He was getting his ass rocked, bro. It was He was sleeping. It was like, he good? Wake up, kid. Wake All up. Stiff, too. <laughs> Oh shit, that's hilarious. So, I have a question. So, what are your your interests outside of you know comedy and, and work? What do you What are you interested in? I like well, with mainstream, um, but sports wise, my big sport is like mixed martial arts. Okay. I, like, that one's a big, big fan one. Of right? that as well. They just like I like to go with the, it's that's a big one. Bellator, UFC. Okay. Like they had Chito Vera versus Rob Font last night, and mm-hmm. Vera destroyed Rob Font, so Cheetah Blair was the dude who beat Sugar Sean O'Malley and that kind of took the hype took of that her, one. Took his hype away. Yeah. Because right. Sugar Sean O'Malley was the most hyped dude in, for a while uh-huh. when he lost. And then again, that's that's the thing. When you lose sometimes, that just take away all, they takes away all your hype sometimes. Right. So, yeah. I mean, especially with Comzat. If you think about Comzat, like, I feel like the whole Gilbert Burns fight, that kind of just saw the hype too in a way mm-hmm. where Usman could beat him. Right, right. But yeah, mixed martial arts with that. Then like, I literally love music, especially just uh, like I mean, like rap, pop punk, punk, like just the music personalities in general and the stories of their own travel. Mm-hmm. Professional wrestling, like old school professional wrestling, that is legit. Like I'm a fan es- too. Especially yeah, the territory days or something like even like the '90s and like those are that's just great and that's his own like that's his own like. Subculture, right, and like yeah. it, even like gangsterish with money and just like bookers and like trying to get book and like promotion business. Are you talking about WWE when you talk about yeah. professional wrestling? Well, even like before yeah, WWE, before. really. What, what do you think about Logan Paul being in the WWE? I mean, I feel like it's. I wouldn't. I don't see. I mean, good on them because like it's crazy how that dude's so popular. Where it's just like that's like if they they looked at their mainstream and be like, who could we get? We got Bad Bunny right here. Mm-hmm. We got these jackass guys. What about the Disney guy? The the, yeah, he, yeah. Let's get him. That's so props to that guy. Like, I mean, but like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of silly. And then they just became, I guess, a publicly traded company. Right. I don't know what that means, but I guess like. Their name, you can, I guess, buy... It's on the blockchain. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of like the, what goes with like the NFTs and stuff like that. Uh, so what they're trying to do now is they're trying to take valuable assets and they're putting it on a blockchain where everybody can buy a certain percentage. And then when they buy a certain percentage, the money... like So they own a portion of, for example, WWE or like expensive Pokemon cards or whatever the situation is. Anything that you think is just really up there with the money it can be put on the blockchain diced up and then the people on the blockchain that are users can 
buy, trade, sell it like it's uh, like it's stocks. Oh okay. man, this is the Paul brother uh, expert right here. I forgot about that. He is the Paul's brother expert right man. here. Well, no, the blockchain, <laughs> the blockchain doesn't have anything to do with the Paul brothers, bro. That's a thing. Oh you shit! You know how many millionaires have money on the blockchain? No. Don't get all defensive. Oh, I'm just saying. You know how many millionaires Whoa. have money on the blockchain? That's no, I a thing have... that's going on right now. All right. You're absolutely right. I am I absolutely do. right. I have a question for you. Yeah. So who is your who would you say is your uh, favorite professional wrestler of all time? Ooh, I'll say um, yeah, one who I ooh, Eddie Guerrero was kind of cool, but okay. that's I would say. But like currently though, the one who I really really liked. I mean, Chris Benoit was also kind of really Chris cool. Chris Benoit was kind of like, cool. He, he was like the Absolutely. dude who looked up for like short dudes, like short stocky dudes. It was like, mm-hmm. look at Chris Benoit. Yeah, but then he, he did his thing. And so. then he did his thing. And then like you can't even really talk about Chris right. Benoit no more because of what happened. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I guess if I have to really look at it from now and who I saw grow up, Randy Orton, okay, he really is there. Like He's been there from the beginning. He's always been kicking ass and he's still there now. Absolutely. So I would give it to him. You know, it's funny. Like I always say, my favorite wrestler of all time has to be uh, HBK, Shawn Michaels. Yes, Shawn Michaels, man, just the charisma, the uh, every match he put on was always really excellent. So mm. definitely, definitely a big fan of HBK. Can you guys tell Sweet me what happened music. to Watson? I don't, I don't know. Well, well Chris Benoit. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what well, happened? Okay, yeah. Oh shit. Uh, so basically, Chris Benoit. Um, Killed his family and then yeah. killed himself. Oh. So, uh, oh. yeah, and it was like he was supposed to show up to uh to an event. He didn't show up. Nobody ever. Uh, they they did a wellness check. Somebody went to check and he had hung himself. He was dead. He had shot his wife and his and his son. Yeah, he hung himself from his workout machine. From his too. workout machine. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of. Um, so yeah, WWE won't even say man's name. They had like I think after all the news came out. They had a show, and, and um, the, the owner of the company, Vince McMahon, was like, no longer will we say his name. This is the last time we're going to say his name. He's he's robbed. So even because he had a bunch of big matches in, in WWE, if you go on like their network and watch any of the, the matches, it will say whoever it is versus no, – it won't even say a name. It will just say blah, blah, blah versus – and it won't even say his name. They they really like don't say that man's name. That's yeah. crazy. Because of what he did. Um, and apparently it's like – he had some CTE issues. Um, he used to he like dive steroids. off the top rope from mm-hmm. like his head. Right. Like he did like his diving head, where it's like right. a diving headbutt. So just imagine that doing that for like fifteen years. Imagine oh, the person on the receiving end of that. What the fuck? Yeah, getting so a diving headbutt. Yeah, but I think they took it in like I don't know how they took it where they stayed safe, but like still he has to like punch his face and do something. So that's constantly just. Brain trauma. Then yeah, no, no that. doubt about it. I think they um they looked into his brain and he had like ex- uh, advanced stages of CTE. What is um, CTE? That is a good question. It's chronic traumatic. I guess like too much like getting hit in the head. Hit in okay. the head. It's basically yeah. like a prolonged. It's like prolonged concussions that never get treated, and it basically puts um stress obviously on your brain, and you have some sort of um, you know. Brain damage. Boxers, okay. football players, mm-hmm. like football. Junior Sale. They said like OJ Simpson. I guess if he would have like, if that hat would have happened, no CTE would have been playing a factor with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Gary Goodridge is a fighter who can yep. like, Gary especially Goodridge. with boxers. Like Floyd Mayweather's dad could barely talk, and like it's 
And I mean, if yeah. you looked at Muhammad Ali at the end, like, unfortunately, like, he was so, like, it took so long for him to talk, and it was so much effort into him speaking, bro. Right. He was screwed up. You know what I mean? He was barely, like, the the guy who was quick on his feet and was such a great talker. He was nothing close to that at the end. If you even listen to any of his interviews when he was, like, close to dying, he was done. I think CTE turned Matt Hughes racist. That made because Matt Hughes was like he was already a Southern Illinois dude, but like he like of course the hits in the head. Then he also got in like hit with the train. Matt Hughes, the UFC welterweight champ, yeah. but then like now he's like really kind of like all for like whatever. Truthfully, like that CTE and like people getting knocked in the head. I think there's there's Antonio Brown who um. There was this really nasty hit Vontaz Burke forgetting him. He's in the NFL, like I said. And um nasty hit. He got hit in the head. And ever since then, this man has just been tripping, bro, doing one crazy thing than the next. And it's like people are saying maybe it was some sort of CTE situation because he was always because of that hit that he got. And it was a, a helmet to helmet hit, if I'm not mistaken. And he got laid out, was out with concussion for a while. And he ain't really been this ever since he got that hit. He's been doing, like I said, one crazy thing than the next. This man literally at the end of last season fucking took his, his jersey off, took all his pads off during the middle of the game. And I just like, saw that. Well, yeah, yeah, where he just left. Yeah. And he just left. He did some jumping jacks in the yeah. end zone yeah. and dipped out. So, he, like, did he come back or what was well, the, how was that handled? So he actually no. he addressed that. No, I don't think he came back to that game. No, he, he hasn't addressed came that back on, on another podcast, though, that I that yeah. I saw. And he was talking <laughs> he about. addressed it in a podcast? Yeah, no, yeah. he addressed it in a podcast after he was talking about the new clothing line that he's coming out with. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, I, apparently this is what he's saying that like his coach said some wild stuff to him. Yeah, and he always got an excuse. Yeah, I know. I'm not I gonna lie. Like I like that ass. Most people, if they said that, I will give them a benefit of the doubt. Antonio Brown gets no benefit of the doubt about what his coach said to him because every team that he's been on, they give him a bunch of money and he tells him to kiss his ass. Basically, didn't he go somewhere else afterwards? No, he didn't even. I think that was that was it. That was I, it for him. I thought he was that gonna was return it. back. He huh. said he was gonna come back. Nobody's gonna give you. Yo, I'm not paying you a a couple million dollars to just shit on me and yeah. tell like you just literally playing with Tom Brady, the goat, the greatest player of all time, and yo ass sitting here taking off your shit. And jumping up and down in the end zone, you sound drunk if I give you some money. He's got you know? attention, though. Yeah. So I bet his clothing line. Yeah, I bet his clothing line. I bet his clothing line and his music are going great, and I hope yeah. it does. Yeah. All right, man. You were uh, you were talking about you know some of the the music you listen to and stuff like that. What are um, who are you know some of your favorite artists? What's what's some of the music that you listen to? I love Drake. Drake's True. always good. Drake's good. Uh, you guys then, should be best friends at that point. Kid Cudi was always really good. Yeah. Um, if you want to think rock wise, uh, I mean the Ramones, those are always they always put some jams, just anything pretty much. I like to keep my ear really like open, especially when I'm writing or when I have to read, maybe even some opera or some shit. Like not opera, but like Beethoven or Mozart. Okay. Like if I want to do some smart shit, I've been starting to like listen to that. But like, also listen to old Opie and Anthony, like talk radio or oh, like I used to try to fuck with old Howard Stern. But that's just that I don't know. I didn't really get into it, into it. But it is funny. Like props to Howard Stern. Yeah. What about uh, like comedy performances? I know you uh, listed some of the comedians that you uh, 
listen to on a daily basis what are uh, you know some of the like let's see for like performances like oh, that's just a good um I have like I mean with the, the albums there's always like good like there's always like good albums you can catch like Louis C.K. always has great albums he always puts like one an hour like a year and that's that's a good mindset to really work like on an hour and then work on that and then release it all that good stuff so he's one I always like look at Mark Norman he's another person who puts out like a good hour or yeah my mind's just blown on NFTs right now. My, like, <laughs> I really have to go. We got to talk about NFTs. My mind's just blown on that. This has like been something new. I mean, we could talk about it a little bit. A we little can go back bit. to it. Yeah, uh, yeah man. Uh, I mean, NFT, non-fungible token. Um, it's essentially the new wave. And um, I mean, just the basics of it. So like that could be any of these tattoos, but like in digital version. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, and, uh, so we could have them as like artwork. Like yeah, you have it right there. Right, essentially, and and you would have a digital form of it, and I mean, maybe five years from now they'll have it in a you know a three D hologram or something like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, these NFTs get loaded up to the blockchain. There's only a certain amount of them that are uh, essentially posted. There's hundreds of NFTs that are created every single day. Doesn't mean that they're going to go anywhere, but they're created. Uh, like I mentioned before, Twitter, the first Twitter post was created as an NFT and somebody paid like $10,000 for it. And, really? Yeah. And then, so the first tweet was an NFT. Y- so y- when was the first tweet though? Like what year was that probably? Like 2008? Maybe. I don't even have a Twitter. I have no idea. Oh. I just, I just know the background of that. And then I guess when it was posted up for an auction, it like, the most that somebody wanted to pay for it was like $1,500. So dudes lost on a bunch of money. Oof, but uh, see, it's a hit and miss. And it's still like 1500 though. That's something. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you just lost what? Like <laughs> 8500 in a sense, if you just paid ten grand for it. Oh, yeah. True, I didn't know how much what they paid for it in a way. Yeah, yeah, he paid like ten grand for it's it. It's all big money transactions for like art. It's crazy. So absolutely, but I mean, one can, more. Th- oh, go ahead. I was go just ahead. gonna say, I know you hate talking about this, but no, one I'm more. Th- not. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all right. A question about NFTs. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, essentially, man, it's uh, everything is getting changed to cryptocurrency. I mean, you go to, I mean, dude, you can even go to a corner store that's like not super big, doesn't even have a chain, and they have a Bitcoin ATM. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I bought Bitcoin in 2014 to buy a fake ID from the. The what was it? Yeah, I had to go on the dark web, and then I remember I had to do this sketchy transaction with this dude, where I even had to like send cryptated messages through this one message thing where we encrypted it, and so he wanted a picture. So then me and my friends went to, uh, I think it was Kenosha Woodman's in the bathroom to go take a picture, and that's a white background. And then we sent him the picture. Then we put the names, but with my name though, I put Emiliano Lopez, and then like the, my neighbor's address. And then my friend, he was very Italian looking, so I gave him Tommy Sorvino. That was his name. So then I gave him like a street down the street. But mine, it was kind of like, I was scared mine was kind of like easy to trace. But it worked for a bit, like even scanned. And then it costed, I remember, I think it was like only two Bitcoin, but I remember it was bitcoin was new at that time and i remember if i could just would have kept it in there that would have been super crazy because i would have been like bitcoin rich Rich yeah that's funny as hell i remember it took like two weeks for it to transfer into like money because that was the only process in a way yo it was just all weird so you said they scanned 
Yeah, they oh, scanned. Oh, that's great fake IDs. I had this one. was like 2014. I had one that scanned, but then, you know, one day I got a little too rowdy and the police took it away, so oh. it's unfortunate. I never had a fake ID, but I my buddy used to get liquor for us all the time. And oh, lucky. He, yeah, man, uh, it's the burb situation, I guess. Oh, the yeah. burbs. I mean, literally, though, man, dirty this burbs. ID looked nothing like my buddy at all like mm. nothing and he would only be able to go to some places but it was just so funny because he remembered the guy's birthday that was on the id it was a michigan id it's like oh I don't yeah even know no how yeah they off. always give you michigan yeah. i don't even know how that passed off dude i had a fake and it was amazing and then um one night uh i decided to uh this is why i don't have a driver's license uh <laughs> i decided to uh you know drive uh really fast and have alcohol in the car and uh, then I pulled over, and they were like, oh, you don't even have a license? You have a permit? And then you have a fake ID? Oh, and they wanted, they were going to screw me. But um, there was this one cop who was cool, and he just kind of took it, and I guess he just threw it away or whatever. And he was just like, yeah, so you're going to have to pay this fat ticket, and we're taking away your permit. And, uh... Yeah, I haven't driven a car since, so, mm. you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, when they get, like, that sucks that that's kind of, like, it's because I guess it's a government ID. I mean, Walmart took mine away, but it happened because, like, I try to buy all call through self-checkout, and usually when you buy it, like, the person who, like, if they had any looks, they scanned it, and they're like, okay, it scans. That was, like... The, the for sure right, check right, that it right. was okay but i remember like through self-checkout i like the main cashier lady looked at it and then she was like one moment please and then she got like five other ladies but then once she got like the security lady with like two walkies talkies and like the yellow vest and then she's like nodding her head looking at her friends i just ran out of there because uh, i just i just was i just did not want to uh, deal with that yeah no yeah it, that sucks how that's so much i thought it would be like a slap on the wrist like ah kid nah. stuff Nah, yeah, that it's like an actual. You can actually get a charge for that. So I'm, I'm actually lucky I didn't get a charge for the fake ID. They just were yeah. like, took the alcohol and, you know, I had to get somebody to pick me up from the police station. Uh, only time that actually ha- ever happened. And then yeah, no, they um. Do you have to do like a driving test or anything like that? I have to pay a fucking three hundred dollar fine to even go and get a take a driver's test because uh. i like literally like if i tried to go in and because i tried one time to go like get my license and they were like yeah you have to pay this and then come back and show that you paid this and then take the test and everything again and stuff because basically it's like yeah you got your uh your permits taken away so uh, unfortunate I would, I would get on that dude i would get on that it does it like dude i know people that had to pay thousands of dollars because they got their license revoked and then just the whole process of actually getting yeah. like that like repaired and then having to do all this extra shit dude i mean well man bro here's the thing and because i lived in the city so long it really never mattered until yeah. like i moved to the suburbs because in the city it's like take a bus you're good yeah you know I mean? you take a train you're straight you take you take that everywhere or you call an uber and the uber is like three minutes away so like that was the uh you know the the kind of the downside of living in the city it's like i never really had to i never went to get one because it was like i never really needed one so right it is what it is you know so yeah now that i'm at this point i really should go get that done because i haven't driven in years and years i was like 17 when that happened so that was like eight years ago mm. Shit. how do you feel about george carlin man He's cool. He's definitely, yeah, I like that. He was definitely revolutionary for his time. 
I never really listened to his old stuff. I mean, the only time I listened to like was it was like where he was old and he has black shirt, black jeans, and it had like a colorful yellow and red DVD case. But he was funny. He is very funny. DVDs, man. He's definitely a legend in the status of the scene, I would say. You ever, um, you don't, so do you ever like get any of like, I don't know, your influence from him or no? The way he could talk and really kind of like his mannerisms on stage, that's kind of like cool to have that. Like that's to really see that the way he could really, and then the way he tackles subjects, that's, I would, I would imagine that just comes from like, he's been, a, he was someone who was in the game for like so, so, so much, so like so long. So I would imagine that's played a huge factor in it as well of just really to, tackle some subjects where whatever he's talking about making it awesome really funny jokes and still being funny you know right the seven seven words you can't say on tv i think those are changed now <laughs> but yeah. is there there's more you can't say or is less no i think they revised it to be honest with you because i mean i'm not gonna say them but yeah oh, what are the, no 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 say them what are the words i really want to know i have no clue. i don't i don't know exactly uh somebody want to pull their phone out yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know most of them, but they're most of the words that we we kind of refrain from saying on here. <laughs> but I guess we're not on TV. <laughs> I really want. I yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll get back to that once you find it. Oh my goodness, what are the words? Oh yeah. <laughs> are those revised now? This is from. This is from. Yeah, no, this is from 2017. Yeah, you want to say it? I can say it. It doesn't matter. All right, go ahead, bro. All right, so the seven words you can't say on TV are shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. I don't know why you can't say tits on TV. Right, tits tits I felt like is appropriate. Yeah, tits are very appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, That's the only word there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't... Piss is funny too, cause I didn't Titties know that is was more like appropriate a... than tits. I feel like they borderline got away with that on Family Guy so many times though. What saying piss and tits and, and all tits? This. That's I mean that was in 1972. But uh, it, I don't think it's been like really updated. I think it's just been revived. Bitch tits is a good insult. Bitch tits. Yeah, bitch like Bob tits. from Fight Club. You know Bob has bitch tits. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's in, that's that's interesting. There's uh there's someone at our gym, bro. That's got some some. He's a obviously a dude, bro. But he's got some. You know, beads. smoking weed kind of get get that kind of gives you. They they say like that gives that guy know something or whatever the oh, fuck that shit. thing is that disease is called bitch tits. They say smoking weed kind of helps that. Dude, uh, well, uh, not helps it, but helps you know. Well, I was gonna promote uh, my podcast to him, but I guess <laughs> I guess that's not a good idea anymore. <laughs> uh, dude, one of our old friends, man, um, he oh, lives out in Florida shit. now. Uh, his, <laughs> his name is Kareem. Uh, dude, I'm telling you right now, Yo, man. He used to have liquid that came out. Oh, he oh, would wow. shoot liquid out of his nipples. <laughs> it was dude. like a little cream. Yeah, he would lactate, bro. And like I'm a like, cream, and bro. no, and no, whoa, 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 whoa. Did he smoke weed though? Yeah, he was smoking oh, weed. Oh, that's what no. happened. So he got put on like ADHD medication that was obviously like some sort of research, and they recalled it right away because all these people that were taking this ADHD medication, and it wasn't like you know your your classic stuff that you take now, but dude, they he literally, bro, he would literally just squeeze his nipple and, and then and just like, lactate, little, bro. Little, yeah. And I'm like, bro, why are you touching your nipple and, and lactating and then trying to hit the blunt? Like, get out of here, bro. Talk about burning that shit off. What wow. the fuck? Yo, that is insane, G. Wait, 
That's yeah. crazy. Uh, you know, crazy. milk. If you drink too much milk, too, like you can get tits. Because um, I I no, know somebody. Really? No, I I literally know somebody that's very close to me is in my family that legit was a dude like and had drink way too much milk and had to get like breast reduction surgery. Uh, well, I mean, dude, drinking milk is. I mean, it's 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 fatty. So me personally, I drink almond milk. I stopped drinking like cow's milk. They put but, a lot of chemicals in that cow milk. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that. <laughs> I mean, I've had cow, I've had cow milk straight from the udder, bro. I mean, seriously, like, I just I what <laughs> I, I milked it myself, man, and I drank it straight out of a jar. Yeah, no, I didn't suck it out. Uh, I, 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 I milked the teats. But, uh, yeah, man, I put it right in a jar. It was Straight warm. from the source. It was, yeah, no, it was really, really good. And then you taste milk, like, and it doesn't matter, like, what you're getting. If you're getting it, like, full milk, if you're getting 2%, if you're getting skim milk. I mean, they all taste very, very different. Well, here's Mr. Mr. Still. It's watery in a way. Which one? The cow milk, like, the one where it's straight from the Oh, so you did it, too. Yeah, I've done it once, too. So y'all making fun of me, and I'm... I'm not the only one. Mine man. was no. at like a petting farm where like the dude was like he like let the cow like put it in your hand. You Thinking about it, it's kind of really weird. I had, goat, like, I had goat butter before, like fresh goat butter. That shit's fire. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. No, it's fire shit. It sounds gross as shit. Kind of <laughs> like blue cheese or any. You don't kind like of goat blue cheese? cheese? Oh, like, gross, dude. Oh, cottage that was hot cheese. Cottage cheese, cheese is kind of. I try to like it, but I don't. Cottage like it. cheese is like it's sitting like there and letting yogurt of, just of shit in mold. there. It's so disgusting. You got to eat it with it's, something though, like bro, some I'm raspberry going, or something. I'm not gonna. Cur- I don't know, dude. I'm not gonna uh, cap my uh, my great grandmother. Rest in peace. She used to eat cottage cheese and fruit. All the damn time. Yeah, see, like, she'd like, you want some? And I was like, yeah, it looks good. And I ate some, and I literally was like, did not trust shit for a long (laughs) ass time. Dude, I opened the fridge just a couple days ago, and there's like, like little, like little pieces of mold, like starting to form on like the sliced cheese that we had Uh, in there. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out. Well, fun fact, my dad's like, where the fuck is the cheese? I'm like, dude, there was mold on it, so I threw it out. I worked at a cheese factory. I know what the business is. Right. And, dude, he's like, no, you don't throw that out. He's like, that's that's natural penicillin. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to eat fucking mold? No, bro. He's like, I just cook with it. It cooks right off. I'm like... And first of all, he's like, you should have ate it. It's like, it's a you didn't know that mold is where they came, like, came up with penicillin, which is, like, the most used, like, antibiotic ever. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I can go into, like, anaphylactic shock if I take penicillin, sincerely. So why would you think I would eat that? He's like, oh, yeah, I didn't remember that. It's like, you're my dad. <laughs> the fuck is wrong Yo, with hey, you? Hey, I'm not going to lie, bro. Dads do not be remembering shit that you like, no. bro. At all, bro. No. They do not, bro. I remember my pops, bro. This man was like, Yo, because I don't eat, like, a lot of shit with nuts in it, bro. I don't, I'm really cool on nuts, bro. I'm straight. You're just and kind of a homophobe, right? Whatever you say. <laughs> it's not that. But I just don't... I don't really fuck with, like, like that shit, bro. And this it's man... It's condition, man. Went into, the, went into the store one time. He's like, you want a candy bar? I'm like, yeah, bro. Man's comes out with a Snickers and shit. <laughs> and I was, like, 12 at the time. And I'm like, bro... You're not you when you're hungry. You knew me for my whole life. You know I don't fuck with nuts. Oh, damn. I forgot. <laughs> what you mean you forgot bro dude come on kid they do not remember shit bro my my mom would have never thought to give me no damn snickers and shit <laughs> oh, snickers are good though they are good, I like uh, yeah, good. i'm not a big sweet guy but you throw a snickers in the freezer man fire or like a milky way in the, Yo, in the freezer. can i be honest you say i'm not a big sweet guy and then go into like detail about how you like make everything that you have sweet 
even sweeter, bro. How does that make it sweeter? No, I'm not talking about just the Snickers. Do you fry Snickers? No. Oh, okay. Bro, I don't even fry food at all, actually. I'm not a big Frying fry Snickers is actually a circus thing. They actually people I've like, had it yeah, before. If you go it? over to uh, Famous Freddy's in Fox Lake, they do uh, fried Twinkies. And oh, they, okay. Uh, which is similar. Yo, yo, I swear, you be coming off like you're the most health nut person in the world, G. I swear to Jesus. I am, dude. You be in here be like, oh, I don't eat sweets. I don't, I don't eat anything I don't fried. Eat I I know, but it's just damn. What? <laughs> Almond milk, uh, white. Milk. I don't drink water. I don't drink. I, milk. I drink water. Yeah, I drink water. Uh, that's like a water bottle. Milk is there's microplastics in the water bottles. Yeah, bro, you can't drink the same water. You got it. Well, bro, no, you can't drink purified water ass, because bro, purified really water is purified piss and shit. Yeah, I've heard this shit, this speech a, a bunch of times. You don't think bro. there's not water plants? It's gotta out be spring there? water, right? Yeah, spring, spring water. This man, spring this water, man will man. buy the best water. Be like. Yeah, man, this is why I buy the small water, man. You know, it, you can't drink that other shit. This, this shit in piss water, bro. It is. I mean, you can drink it, but this I mean, it specifically tastes differently. I don't know. What about Fiji water? I don't really like Fiji water. I get it, but it's like I don't go on my way by it. But yeah, I, get I like it. that. Uh, I like the armor water. You are the bougiest. You're the bougiest dude I've ever <laughs> met in my life, bro. Dude, my in body my is life, dude. I don't know. I just you know treat it right. You treat it right, and it treats you right. Oh my God, you're hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know where we left off at, man. You're just over no here clue. shitting on me like usual. Oh, absolutely. Hey, man. Everybody, what was your question? Hold on, hold on, real quick. Everybody else is so nice to this man, bro. All day, every day, bro. (laughs) They just kiss his ass, bro. And I just refuse to be the one to kiss his ass, bro. I refuse, bro. So I think you're cool, too. Oh, thank you. I I like your style. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. What was that uh, question that you had about um, about, NFTs? Yeah, what was the question? Do you remember? Oh, I was going to ask you why I should give a fuck about it. But I mean, like... I... It's the new wave. That's why. That's why. Because eventually, like I said previously, so I would have answered your question already, is um, eventually everything's going to get transferred to electric currency. So what's going to happen when we don't have IOU paper anymore? Money is dirty. He said because it's the new wave. All right. Do you have any, where can we find you on social media? <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram at ELO for real, the number four real, and then Twitter, I'm at ELO underscore real talk, and then and then Facebook, I'll send you a link for all that. I'll send you all those links because I don't know if those links are correct. Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll post Absolutely. them. At uh, least post them. Uh, do you have yeah. anything, anything upcoming anywhere we can see you in person? Yes, we got on Wednesday, I will be at the J&K Lounge May 4th with a good comedy out of Rockford. Then Thursday, I'm going to be in Beloit, Wisconsin. And that's going to be a fun, fun time. You can find all the information on that on Facebook. And then with I am with Second Best Productions with. My good friend, Joseph Christopher, he's like my partner, and we put on great, great shows throughout Lake County and Antioch and McHenry. We have a show on, I don't know when's this coming out, but Friday, May 27th, we have a free, awesome show. Hold on. We have a free, awesome Friday, May 20th show featuring Ryan Mason from Milwaukee, TJ Remick, Daryl Cochran, Denise Medina, Kyle Blanchard, hosted by Joseph Christopher. It's going to be a great, great time. Absolutely. And then we also have Kid Iso. Can you be my 
Thank you, sir. If you look right there, we got an awesome show in McHenry, in sort of... We also have a great, awesome headliner at AJ Grill. It's going to be at 9.30 at Epic Deli, which is an awesome place to get sandwiches and awesome drinks. And both of these shows are free because we are bringing great talent for free. So just come have a drink, have a good time, enjoy comics that I would bring and my friend Joseph Christopher would book. And when we when we book these people, we want to book entertainment. We want to book fun. So we, we're, you know, this is AO Praved. A-OK approved. It's second best production because we only book the best for second best. Absolutely. Okay. okay so yeah. if I have... Yeah, there's my plugs on that. Shout so. out to all those people other for sure. That, I've, met, I've met most of them. Other than that, yeah, nothing's going on. Just chilling. Absolutely. Summer's coming up soon. Absolutely. I'm going to get into NFTs. Hey, check <laughs> Get into NFTs. That's going to be my thing. Yeah, because... <laughs> It's the new wave. It's the that's new wave. The, that's the reason to get into it. It's the new wave. I got sold once I saw the UFC start fucking with it, and then like, so it's a big business. So it's just, I kind of get it. Absolutely. Well, um, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna start getting into stock market too. You Absolutely. should. Yeah. It's big boy money for sure. For sure. I'm gonna start also gambling on the slots. Well, that's, that's, that's that's also <laughs> money too. If you gambling win, on the slots. you're good at it. You're good at it. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, thank you for subscribing, liking, Thanks sharing. Thanks for having me. Oh, bro. Thank you. Thank, thank really you for coming on. You. Thank you for coming on. Thank you to... Uh, okay, I'll shake your hand, too. Right before. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no worries. Thank you to all our fans uh, for watching us. And uh, again, this is Blake Steele. We got Emilio Lopez, my infamous co-host, Kid Iso. And thank you for coming in for your weekly dose. Absolutely. Peace out. I'm back on my bullshit like I'm Rodman. Game day, I'm Jordan, bitch, I'm ballin' Got the money and the power and respect Niggas talk that talk, but like Nike, they in check I got this style that I K a little chest Always got it on me just in case I'm feeling pressed